Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. On today's Ukrainian Experiences interview, I'm actually with three men who were able to leave Ukraine shortly after the Putin-Russian invasion, Den, Jazz, and George, all of whom are mindfulness teachers and or therapists from Ukraine, sharing how they're utilizing mindfulness and mental health practices to their own benefit during this time, while also continuing to serve other Ukrainians in need. We will also be sharing a part two of this interview focusing on Ukrainian men's health amid orders preventing them from leaving the country during this time of war. It's around 7 p.m. Eastern European Standard Time on Friday, March 4th. I was able to check in with them and give them some information about our radio show, What and Reason, here in Washington, D.C. We focus on mental health and wellness subject matter and typically actually invite experts in their field to help educate our, our listeners. And we have a really unique opportunity with you three during our Ukrainian Experiences series where you can speak to your experiences there in Ukraine and then also speak to your specialty as mindfulness, would you say like mindfulness practitioners or teachers? Mindfulness teachers, yeah. Teachers, okay. But, yeah, and George. Yeah, I'm more uh, of a psych- psychotherapist than a mindfulness teacher, but I'm, I've recently realized that I've started using mindfulness techniques myself after visiting a couple of seminars. I'm using it in my practice now. Okay, yeah, so I, it would be helpful for me to learn a little bit more about your professional backgrounds and various identities that are important to you, the roles in your life that are important to you. And then we can uh, 
continue on in our discussion of what it's been like for you in Ukraine and particular your experiences in regards to your professional backgrounds, like how, how you're navigating that um, as professionals as well. And so starting off with you, George, then. Um, my full name is George Tarayan. I'm half Armenian, half Russian, actually. My mother's side is Russian, my father's side is Armenian, but I've been living in Ukraine my whole life. I consider myself a Ukrainian. So yeah, um, for like 16 years, I've been an English teacher. And recently, for almost two years, I've been um, studying and practicing as a psychotherapist here in Ukraine. And very recently, I've started practicing as a neuro psychologist with children it's my nearest like uh maybe a couple of months i've just started so yeah where were you studying uh psychotherapy and neuropsychology um well it's a little bit different from us it's not licensed so you don't need to have a license on one hand it's an easy entry on the other hand it's an easy entry so a lot of people go pursue this career mm -hmm. um for different benefits um well the more psychologists the better i i think mm -hmm. um there is a center actually my psychotherapist i've been going to a psychotherapist uh into psychotherapy for about five years and two years ago i've started working and studying within the center of my psychotherapist she has her own center she's a director of a center and she's um, she has a lot of experience with children uh, with children with autism mm -hmm. and um, with a lot of different subjects so she started teaching she had her hands freer with more specialists in her center so she started teaching which makes me very very happy I feel very lucky because she's a very she has a lot of practical experience in her life so she has a lot to share so that's what I'm studying and working in the moment. Well, used to. Yeah, what an amazing opportunity. Yeah. Where, where, is her, where is her center? It's in, it's in Kiev. It's in the uh, northern part of Kiev. Okay. So yeah, it's on the base of the children's um, kindergarten. Okay. So, so since um, uh, Putin Russian invasion, um, has the center been closed or how have they been managing yeah, that? Unfortunately, it has been closed and... Um, well, she's a very, I don't know, popular uh, specialist. So I can only imagine how much she has to handle, how many people um, turn to her support and advice and so on. So yeah, unfortunately the center has been closed. And as far as I know, she doesn't have too many sessions herself because she has to recover. That's what I've, I'm learning now that the more you work, the more you have to recover i've been asleep like until five minutes ago yeah. so good, so, good yeah. for you i'm glad you're getting your rest and for you um as a psychotherapist and and now working as a as a neuropsychologist i mean have have you continued to work during this time or how have you been navigating well actually working helps a lot i'm not going the the days i work the most i feel most sane so uh, especially, for example, today I've had like two or three clients in a row, plus um, a meeting of the volunteers. So it's all volunteer 
organizations. I've joined uh, two or three organizations and they've been sending clients to me. It could be like text um, session or audio session, video session, um, something like that. But the all the clients that I have been working with before, they have stopped. They have um, either fled Kiev or relocated in some other way. So at the moment, it's just volunteer work for me. That's, that's pretty incredible. And I'm curious about how you're managing your own self-care, but I, I think I'll, I'll save that one for the whole group because I'm sure that's something you are all um, mindful yeah. of uh, at this moment. Um, thank, thank you, George. And uh, sure. Jez, how, how about you? Can you tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, uh, first of all, thanks, Dan, for inviting me to this uh, meeting. My name is, full name is Rasulan Abishev, uh, Jazz is just a short name, uh, originally from Kazakhstan, Almaty, so I'm a Kazakh, uh, and, but I'm, I consider myself Ukrainian as well, even though I'm a citizen of uh, Kazakhstan. Uh, I am, uh, my wife, she's Ukrainian, my daughter, she's Ukrainian, all my family is Ukrainian, are Ukrainians, and Mm, I've been living how many 15 years already in Ukraine uh, and yeah um, so I traveled a lot before that so I stayed for some time in the US I used to live in uh, Moscow for some time many years ago uh, but basically my city where I lived uh, is Lviv why I'm saying lift because I'm now I'm a refugee so I'm uh, I'm in Berlin now so heading to uh, Italy because we have a grandmother of my wife who lives there so we'll, we'll stay for some time there uh, while this war is happening and uh, and I'm lucky because I'm a citizen of Kazakhstan so I was able to leave the country uh, because uh, male citizens of Ukraine cannot do it. Um, and uh, me, my wife, my daughter, and my, my uh, uh, mo mother of my wife and my old dog, we all uh, decided to uh, go to our grandmother's house. So background, yeah. Um, I'm a mindfulness trainer. I'm a certified MBSR teacher, which is mindfulness-based stress reduction program well known I guess you know that and um, I'm a senior trainer in uh, Mindful Academy Solterreno which is in Spain it's an international center where we uh, train the trainers so my main um, activity is to train the trainers qualified MBSR teachers and uh, of course it's my professional field and I uh, I love my work my job I'm a practitioner I share this very useful very helpful it's not just only tool but approach um, and lifestyle i would say mm -hmm. and um, before becoming mindfulness trainer i did some research and uh, it was my personal pain first of all i faced the depression and uh, all this existential crisis back in the days and at some point i decided to um, study i, I mean I started to question myself, what is it? Why, why I'm suffering? So what, how can I help myself? How, how any, any tools, any, um, 
anything can help me. And the, this question has brought me to um, Leiden Research Institute for Rational Mon Monotheism, which is uh, in Netherlands. And at some point I started to do some experimentation. So psychology on personal practice, mm -hmm. uh, practical philosophy, and of course, uh, different kind of introspectual technologies, so-called meditations. And then I had chance to travel around Asia uh, some years and dived into different kind of spiritual practice, as mm -hmm. we call them. Mm -hmm. So Buddhism, Taoism, Hinduism. So I did some uh, actually many retreats, silent retreats, uh, initiations. So it's Vipassana, Zen Buddhism in Japan, uh, Tai Chi, Tai Chi Suan in China, some kind of yoga in in Gurdjieff, mindful movements in, uh, in India. So different kind of practices. So main idea was to find what is a practical thing and what is a common thing in all these uh, technologies, so-called right. technologies. So then I mm, faced the simple, as we call, <laughs> simple secular and science-based tool and approach mindfulness. So I started to learn and then I um, graduated from Mindful Academy Solterano, became mindfulness teacher, MBSR teacher. I started to share this program. It was something new uh, six years ago, especially in Ukraine, especially in uh, Russian speaking countries. And uh, after some time of teaching, we decided to um, uh, run and conduct big project, uh, the teacher trainings. So on behalf of Mindful Academy Solterena, we decided to um, teach the trainers. Um, and that's how um, we brought mindfulness uh, on this kind of scale to our countries. That's Main, really yeah. Sorry. That's really incredible. Your journey and study and experience um, all over the world and bringing it together to, would you say primarily bring it um, to Russia and Ukraine? Well, first of all, to Ukraine, because uh, my location, I was living in Lviv, uh, mainly um, when COVID happened, uh, everything went online. So no borders actually. And we run project in Russia as well. Our main audience are psychotherapists, coaches, um, yoga trainers, mm -hmm. and um, all these people who are helping others. We had big groups from all around the world. And we had trainings in English and in Russian language. And of course, we saw what, what is happening on uh, political uh, level. And it was very mm, not helpful to our project, of course. And a lot of restrictions, a lot of uh, barriers. Uh, but still, we were focusing on this uh, human humanity first mm -hmm. of all and this what really needs nowadays is and kindness and compassion um, and it can be trained individually first of all so this is the main mission that we uh, do is sharing this kindness and compassion and this humanity we're all people we're all human we, we share this common humanity why do we have to fight each other but war happened, it, this is reality. And uh, there are some attackers, there are some people who wants to defend their homes mm -hmm. and families. 
And of course, it's a very difficult situation and very tough times. And all we can do, we can share mindfulness, we can share awareness, we can share compassion and kindness in order, first of all, to help to give opportunity people to take care of themselves, first of all, mm -hmm. and share it with others, of course. How yeah. are you navigating things these days since since the invasion? How has that impacted well, your day-to-day um, -day work? It's, it, it's very difficult now for our project because uh, even it's hardly, now we can communicate, but at some point it will, uh, this communication uh, channels will be also closed at some point, especially f with people who are in Russia. Mm -hmm. right? But mainly people who are in Ukraine, they really need this support. And uh, what we do, we, we, we are starting, we're launching this project uh, with mindfulness uh, individual consultation. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, we have team of trainers mm -hmm. and we, well, we want to give opportunity to everyone who are suffering now, who are feeling this pain, anxiety, and fear, and stress. And they really need the support from professionals like us, like a, who can give a support, who can give some tools and techniques in order to uh, reduce stress and uh, take care of themselves. Of course, it's free. Of course, it's volunteer. It's just open. We are open to help everyone. I definitely want to get um, some more details for our listeners who are primarily in the States, but given the subject matter, I think we might be able to reach out to more people internationally so that way they could access the services that you're offering. And Den, would you mind um, introducing yourself as well? My name is Denis Bortnikov, or just short Den. Uh, I'm Ukrainian and I'm from Lviv. I mean, I was born in Lviv and then uh, in my 20s, I moved to Kyiv capital of Ukraine, but now I'm back to Lviv also as a refugee, um, but I'm at least at my hometown. Before the war, I, I was working as an NGO um, activist, an NGO worker mm -hmm. with uh, uh, main fields uh, such as uh, social entrepreneurship, um, US development, crowdfunding and also I started my mindfulness um, practice I mean as a teacher just a few months ago and actually uh, Jazz is my uh, is my coach is my teacher and I, it's, it's pleasure that you you can join us today mm, um, and actually I was in the middle of my first NBSR course for my first group when when war was happened what was that like for you when you were meeting with your first group with it was online course and now it's mostly online because of covid and because it's you know just easier and more people can um, participate and in my group it were people you know from all of ukraine it was from west from east from uh, north like all of all of the part of ukrainian i have i i in touch with my group and i try to support them and also i when i was 
in a finally in a safe place after I escaped uh, the war in Kiev on the second day of the events, um, I created a channel like online channel for support for everyone, not just for my group, for my course, and just you know try to share very simple practices. Uh, I mean, for mindfulness field that can help to people to cope with all of this uh, tragedy, stress, and, uh, and trauma, actually, also. Where do you create these channels? On, on what platform? Uh, it's a Telegram. Telegram oh. is a most popular platform here mm -hmm. for now. But also, I have some Instagram account. Telegram just more flexible, you know, so I can share uh, not just some text, not just some message, but I also can post some audio files and people can listen some practices, you know, in time when can do things like that, because now it's very uncertain, you know, it's not like, oh, we can meet at this time and have online session, like, no, because it could be, you know, sirens, it could be um, uh, attack, actually, we wish George woke up on the second second morning, woke up because of explosion of the Russian aircraft that was attacked uh, just um, at very, very, um, how, like, it, it was just outside least, our window. Yeah, just outside our window. So we woke up because of was, the sound and the, the, what, the visual. Sound yeah. of, of explosion and uh, yeah, so uh, you never know what can happen uh, right. now, next. So this channel, I guess, were helpful because people can listen or read uh, practices uh, in comfortable time mm -hmm. and when they have opportunity and, uh, to be online. And also I do some streams, streams that also can share um, with sharing some practices that's amazing and we'll make sure to have links to all of your resources on our on our web page too so people yeah can yeah sure and connect yeah, with you sure, we'll share. I'm, I'm really curious how the three of you have been processing the events that have occurred violence and bombings to all of these innocent people especially if you have ties to russia like what is, what is it like for you to be experiencing this have you been making sense of it all Can you start with me, George? Yeah, I'm just trying to get the answer from my head and I understand that I'm still processing and partially I'm still in denial. Maybe because I also fled on the third or fourth day. I'm 15 kilometers from Kiev in my parents, parents' cottage house. So I can sometimes see and hear the events in Kiev, but it's like a different reality for me. Mm -hmm. So... Um, that's one thing and maybe this is one of the reasons I want to go back to be in reality to like meet with this reality and maybe help more physically or I don't know unfortunately I'm not uh, good with firearms I'm not a trained military person so I have no prior experience I might be a nuisance more than help so this is why 
I feel more comfortable and more useful where, where I am and what doing what I'm doing on one hand. On the other hand, I do have relatives, the family of my aunt. It's my father's sister, blood sister, blood relative. Uh, she and her three sons. And so it's quite a big family. They all are in Russia. <laughs> and they all are, unfortunately, I, I, I've spoken to her. They all are quite brainwashed. They don't realize what's happening. They think that we have um, nationalists uh, raiding this place. And it's all with like Ukraine fighting with Ukraine. And they, it's like very difficult for them to realize that it's not so it's another piece of work mm -hmm. that needs to be done i guess but they're very cautious they're very like they don't want to contact with us too much well that's again that's my yeah. perspective that's my point of view i don't know about other people but yeah mm, i also have some colleagues from russia mm -hmm. uh some english teachers and psychotherapists and um well, from this, the words of one of them, she said, I'm frozen inside out because not doing anything is devastating. But like, even if she's, she has a huge, uh, on Facebook, she has more than 15,000 followers. Mm -hmm. And she said that if I do something, if I post something about Ukraine, it's 20 years incarceration for the uh, disloyalty to the country. So she's like, I'm not sure what I I'm afraid of more dying uh, or if, if you go to a meeting you're incarcerated if you post anything so it's like it's uh, I don't have words for this to be honest so yeah it's basically I'm still processing and each day I I have a mental roller coaster I wake up and I don't know is it going to be a good day or a bad day so today is a good day I have I'm capable of doing a lot of work physical and um social work but what's it going to be tomorrow i have no idea and i'm not even planning anymore i'm just going to bed i need some rest and i'll see tomorrow what tomorrow brings so yeah. that's that's my plan for now that's understandable um, I, I can imagine that experience of trying to to connect with your russian family members who are as you put it like brainwashed how that must emotionally feel for you when you're observing it directly um, and they're denying the, the realities of, of this war. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. It's like my father is contacting with them more at the moment. I, I, had, I was there during the initial meeting, but I realized that um, this is more than I can handle in terms of, I cannot turn something that they they've they've been fed a lot of information for years and just in one meeting especially when they're not really willing to abandon their beliefs well it's it's a protective a coping mechanism yeah. yeah of the psyche so i understand that but i also understand that i'm not at the moment i'm not in resource enough to help them with their processes if they don't want to be helped so yeah, I want to help those who want to be helped, who help themselves. That's very fair. And I think that's a, I think that's an extra challenging part for us to practice psychotherapy um, is that we, we can intellectually understand and, and are acutely aware of what's happening, especially when it comes to denial and um, 
and defense mechanisms and coping strategies. Um, and emotionally, since we're intimately connected with these people um, who are struggling to see the, rea the, the realities as they are, um, it, it's, it's difficult. It could be very, um, it could be very disappointing, you know, and, and very frustrating that we have all these skills to help others and yet we can't even connect to and, and help our, our own family at times. Yeah, absolutely. And so I empathize with that, George. I'm, I'm sorry that Thank you. that, but it sounds like it's a great strategy for you to focus your energy on people. Yeah, I've never thought that my range of emotion is so wide that I can feel so much at the same time, so much negative and positive at the same time. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And then did you want to add something, Jess? Um, yeah, it uh, resonates what's, what George's saying. Uh, a lot of things are resonating. It's uh, this inner state of uh, it's for each experience. It's full of different emotions, feelings, mm -hmm. and uh, mixed emotions. And it's, it's this whole situation, this all what is happening is this full uncertainty, so total uncertainty. And um, if, I, if I'm talking about my my mm, yeah it's still again processing processing and of course uh, what I'm observing uh, what's inside and outside um, there's a choice again a choice to mm, take care of what's going on inside first uh, and of course there's a big compassion uh, towards others so this willingness to help others. And as George said, it's, it's difficult to help people who are not willing to accept this help. And there's no sense in this case. And I, and I totally understand what he's saying about uh, people who are sitting there in um, Russia. And we, do, we did this project in Russia and Ukraine since how many, three years already. And my field of contacts and network uh, these people are more or less are connected with reality they are their perception is about seeking this truth this reality to connect with this what really happening it's not a and developing themselves in order to grow in order to expand in order to see things as they truly are um, uh, working with their barriers and illusions and so on but it's very hard when this world around you is showing you another reality yeah. right and this brainwashing of course we we see it and of course there it's still there it's in every one of us especially in my partner business partner in russia she's sitting in moscow she's a buddhist and she's saying she's She's feeling a lot of pain there and suffering and observing what's going on there, what's going on in Ukraine. And, and this, what we need all to connect with our compassionate hu human being inside of us in order to just be human and not be political and not to cho choose black and white. It's just being human. Mm -hmm. So this is the main intention, what we're trying to bring through mindfulness. And of course, mindfulness helps a lot in my case. And I, I spent a lot of years uh, of doing study and practicing different kinds of meditations. And uh, mindfulness is a very powerful tool that allows uh, to see things more clearly, to see as they are, to work with your per perception. I mean, in order to see reality as it is, 
and it's very hard when you see different positions, different uh, disinformational war, and 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 people who are having their own illusion, own reality, and and it's okay. I mean, it's totally okay. It's their responsibility, uh, but at the same time, this compassion uh, needs to be delivered to people. Just just allowing them to connect with this compassion, maybe this human being inside will take will, will be in charge rather than all this uh information that uh, people are getting from outside and and taking it as their own and this is this is really big job really hard work and uh, and 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 what i see and at myself it's when i was sitting in my comfort zone uh doing work, I have a plan, I have a big schedule for one year and we're sitting even in this COVID times and all the sessions and supervisions that I do and uh, individual and MBSR courses. At some point, it's changed everything again. First time it was COVID and then second time it's war. And what should I do? I cannot resist to what is happening. And to accept it, it takes time. It needs to be processed. We're all human beings. We're all, uh, we, 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 we still all have these defensive mechanisms. Mm -hmm. And mindfulness really helps, really helps. And um, I, personally, I see it because we, we decided it was a hard decision to leave house. Uh, we were standing 46 hours in the, in the border, in, in the car, with my dog, old dog, and my child who is seven years, and without knowing when we're gonna cross this border, yeah. so many refugees. And now maybe it's better. I don't know what's what's happening there, but uh, a lot of refugees here. I, I see different reality here, sitting in Berlin, because it's quiet. It's it's no war here. Right. At the same time, I, I, I read a lot of news. I see, uh, communicate with others who are in Ukraine. So painful. There, people are dying there. People are shooting to other people. And I'm here. I see different uh, picture. And this is very, you know, overwhelming. You have to process all that stuff. But at the same time, we see that the world is waking up. And a lot of support from people, a lot of support from German, Polish. And this is a good thing uh, of, of the war. It's, it's people are waking up and they're, they're feeling this unity. They're supporting, they, they feel compassion more, connection more. So this is also needs to be aware uh, from, I mean, this is also happening. It's not only suffering. And this must, I think, must be delivered and uh, expanded and more in a more active way. Of course, uh, after when the conflict, the, I don't know, I just don't, don't want to go there to the future, but the reality is very hard now. And it's uh, hard to process, but when you have space within this uh, ability, this uh, field of awareness, you can process it much easier so what, that's what i'm doing thank you so much for sharing all that that jazz and i really appreciate how you defined the benefits of mindfulness especially during um, a time like this um, when there is 
so much unfortunate confusion about what reality actually is and how mindfulness allows people to be aware of the realities and also has that aspect of radical acceptance with it. Not agreeing with how things are going, but first accepting it so that way we can know how to navigate these realities. Yeah, first of all, accepting your own emotions or own feelings and taking care of them. It's not about accepting uh, the war, what, what's happening. It's, it's about really uh, accepting your own feelings, first of all, physical sensations and this, your state of, and, and, and choosing to take care of your own state of being. Because if you are not in resource state of being, you cannot help others. And people uh, can f easily forget that. And I can see that they just forget it, especially nowadays when I see practitioners, they say, I cannot practice, I need to take care of others. Mm -hmm. And it's tricky moment because you're not taking care of yourself if you're not practicing right. and you cannot be resourceful and you cannot share that. Right. Of course, there is a willingness to help others. But first of all, as we know, when you are flying in the airplane, they say, just wear the mask and then you wear a mask to your child. This is simply can really save your life and others. Mm -hmm. So that's why we are all need to take care of ourselves, even, even if even it's hard, even it's there is no time. As Dan said, this is very can be self-regulated when you just share recorded audio meditation they can just easily sit there in offline mode even without electricity uh just you know providing the space to take care and and and, and take you know coming back to this more or less uh, uh balanced uh, psycho-emotional state of being and then then just share it thank you jess from dc radio this is wit and reason and i'm dr alexis Please visit witandreason.com slash DC radio to access the links Den, George, and Jazz shared with us and the second portion of this interview focusing on Ukrainian men's health amid the Ukraine order banning able-bodied males 18 to 60 from leaving the country. You may also access both of the interviews at soundcloud.com slash DC Radio HD. You can now subscribe to Wit and Reason on iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Google Podcast, along with Apple Podcast and YouTube. You can also follow us on social media at Wit and Reason. We'll be sharing more interviews with Ukrainians who are determined to connect with you and to share how you can help and support. Let's keep the conversation going. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? 
Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.